This is KBLA Talk 1580. Our phone number 1-800-920-1580. 1-800-920-1580. You're listening to You've Got to Be Hungry with the world-renowned motivator Les Brown who continues his month-long radio residency exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. Today's lesson is how to rise from the bottom to the top. How to rise from the bottom to the top. It is my great honor, as it has been every weekday this month, to now yield to the gentleman from Liberty City in Miami, by way of Atlanta, Les Brown. Thank you. And listen, that interview, man, that was jaw-dropping. The lady that he commuted her sentence, mm. who had been in jail for in prison for murder, mm-hmm. he thought she was innocent, commuted her sentence, and gave her a job at the White House? Yeah, the person you, the person, wow. Le, the person Les is talking about, in case you've just tuned in, um, earlier on the Tavish Smiley show, uh, we had a conversation with a historian, a brilliant historian, uh, uh, and uh, he was sharing the story of Jimmy Carter. We were spending an hour talking about the legacy and life of Jimmy Carter, who was now at home in Plains, Georgia, in hospice, choosing to, to spend his remaining days at home. So as I said earlier, Jimmy Carter is doing that dance with mortality that all of us have to do at some point in time. And uh, to have this great historian share this story is uh, let's just uh, recount it uh, of the ways in which Jimmy Carter tried to express his faith. And the Washington Post and others made a mockery of Jimmy Carter for doing that. But he commuted the sentence of a woman who he believed to be innocent and gave her a job in the White House as the nanny for his daughter, Amy Carter, it was quite the story, Les Brown. And I never heard that story before, had you? I had not. I know, I know many stories about Jimmy Carter. I haven't interviewed him many, many times in my career. But I did not know that story, so I thanked, uh, I thanked Kai Bird, the, the um, Pulitzer Prize-winning historian, for sharing that story. But I did not know that story. Yeah. As a saying, judge a man not by what he does, but what he, but what he does that he doesn't have to do. Mm. And to judge the true quality of a man, is what he does when nobody's looking. Let's say that. Oh, yeah. that, hold on, hold on, hold up. That, that was rich. That was rich. Drop, drop that one more time. Say that again. Oh my goodness! They, they, they just come. <laughs> mm-hmm. Judge a man not by what he does, but what he does that he doesn't have to do. And to judge the true quality and character of a man is what he does when nobody's looking. If if we run only eight minutes in this conversation, I'd drop the mic and say, thank you for listening. Les Brown will be back tomorrow. <laughs> if, we, if, 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 if we were more than eight minutes in, because that right there is enough to just, that right there is enough to marinate on the rest of the day. That right there is enough to chew on for the rest of the week. That right there is enough to keep me up tonight just processing that one statement. But fortunately, we've got the rest of the hour. But that that is... That's a resting list. You ain't never came, you ain't came out to block no day. That's strong, man. <laughs> I, I ain't playing. We're going to end it next week, so I'm coming on strong. We're going to finish on a strong note. A strong note. Not strong, but strong. Strong. I hear you, man. I hear you. That that's a that's a yeah. power, that's a powerful, powerful statement though, Les. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, you know, we're all familiar with the movie, The Pursuit of Happiness, mm-hmm. starring Will Smith and his son, Jaden. Mm-hmm. And I hope you know as well that that movie is based on the life of an extraordinary man that you and I both know who would not take no for an answer. He persevered, was homeless, 
slept in shelters and public bathrooms with his son. And that's what was the most impressive part for me, with his son. Mm. And through dogged persistence, rose from the bottom to the top in the field of finance. I'm talking about Chris Gardner. Mm -hmm. Yes, indeed. Yes, Chris Gardner is an American entrepreneur, author, and motivational speaker who was born on February the 9th, 1954 in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And, and Chris, he worked hard to learn the business and develop his skills and often sleeping in homeless shelters or on the streets to make ends meet. And all the while, he had his young son with him. His dedication and persistence paid off, and he eventually landed a job as a full-time stockbroker at Dean Whitter, Whitter Reynolds, and which launched his career in finance. And he came to the top as an entrepreneur, and he not only did that, went on to become a stockbroker, eventually founded his own brokerage firm, Gardner, Rich & Company, in 1987. One of the things I can say to you about this man that I love very much mm -hmm. is that people say money change you. Mm. No, money just make you present to the world who you really are. I met him, and he is a humble person, a brilliant man, and cares about people, have a passion for helping people, and just an incredible person to be around. You would never know that he was Chris Gardner if you were in his presence. There's a saying that I love that lions don't have to roar. You love quotes like I do. I love him, man. I love him, man. I love him. That's, that's a good one. You're, you're on fire, Les Brown. You're on fire, as my friend Zoe Williams would say. Les Brown is on fire today. Well, we're going to take a commercial break. <laughs> uh, he is on fire. Uh, and we're going to cool off for a second, obviously. And when we come forward, we'll pick up on this notion that, that lions don't have to roar. Uh, today's theme is how to rise from the bottom to the top. And uh, any one of us who's lived enough life understands there are moments uh, that we are going to be at the bottom. We're not always on the top. And the good news is we're not always on the bottom either. But when you're on the bottom, how do you rise to the top? That's what Les Brown is going to unpack for us in this hour. You've got to be hungry with Les Brown, and you're listening to it on KBLA Talk 1580. You're listening to You've Got to Be Hungry with Les Brown, exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580, as Les continues his month-long radio residency on this station, and we're glad about it. His theme today is how to rise from the bottom to the top. Uh, most of us, uh, less, are not born, uh, as someone once said, with a silver spoon in our mouths. Um, certainly not um, in our community. Most of us don't come into the world um, advantaged in that way. You quoted uh, Warren Buffett the other day, um, and one of the things I love from Warren Buffett is that he is willing to acknowledge for all the billions he has made, he is willing to acknowledge if you talk to him, as I have in my career, that that all begins with the fact that he had the good fortune, as he puts it, of being born in this country. Uh, we could have been born anyplace else in the world, but Warren Buffett will tell you that if, long before he becomes a billionaire and becomes known as the Oracle and people hang on every word that comes out of his mouth, he had the good fortune of being born in this country. Uh, but most of us, as I said, are not born with a, a silver spoon in our mouths. Neither, for that matter, was Warren Buffett. So we 
for the most part, all start from the bottom. Um, so let's just start this conversation there. Um, how, how would you frame um, the notion of starting at the bottom and how we ought to, uh, you know, process um, not just where we're headed, but from whence we come? Does that make sense? It absolutely. And, and Warren Buffett also said that the number one gift that one must develop, because we all have it, is the ability to, communi- to communicate. When he graduated from Harvard University, the first thing he did was take a communications course. That's the first thing that he did. Mm-hmm. And he was speaking to a, a person who was talking about advancing their corporate career, and he, and he said to him, he said, your ability to advance in a corporation is 95%, no, 85% dependent upon your ability to, on how you present yourself. The points that you make, the positions that you take, and the impact and the influence that you want over people, and your ability to elevate their thinking and their view of you when you start communicating they're passing judgment. He said, make sure you develop those skills. Mm-hmm. Um, let, me yes. come, let, me, let me come back to this notion, though, of, of, of being in, in the bottom. Um, most of us start there. Um, so many of us um, never seem to rise from that. Uh, Connie Rice, one of our regular common uh, contributors on this, uh, on my show every day, uh, Connie Rice said to me once in our, uh, one of our many conversations that, um, that our zip code, ought not be our destiny, that our zip code ought not be our destiny. But so many people, though, who start at the bottom never seem to rise far beyond that. Their zip code, in fact, does end up being their destiny. Uh, How do we avoid that, Les? Well, make up your mind that you started at the bottom, but that's not going to be your residency. Mm -hmm. One of the things that we look at, and, and Chris Gardner, he volunteered, he worked, and he volunteered and worked real hard. And this guy, no college training to this day. And he volunteered. He showed up and gave his time and energy and educated himself. And this is something that if we use this model and how he lived his life, we can all rise from the bottom. You have to be involved in self-education. Today, ignorance is a choice. Most people are volunteer victims. Bob Proctor said that most people are failing because they are ignorant, because of what they don't know, because they're not willing to invest the time and energy to educate themselves so that they can move from where they are to what they envision for themselves and where they want to go. And just think about this. He worked for a long period of time, no college training in this space, decided that's where I want to be. And he volunteered, held himself to good standards, showed up on time. He had a good work ethic. And they said, hey, we want you. And they hired him. I volunteered at WMBM radio station in Miami. I would go get their coffee and their lunch and their dinner. And I stand back and I would watch the disc jockeys working the controls. I memorized their movements. I watched their movements constantly. And, and, and eventually, my opportunity came. It's, it's very important, as we talked about the other day, to be prepared for an opportunity and not have one than to have an opportunity and not be prepared. 
And something you said earlier about a reputation, people say it's not what you know, it's who you know. Now, it's not really just true. Mm -hmm. It's who you know and what they know about you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What is your reputation? That's from our good friend George Frazier. What they know about you will determine how people see you. Yeah. Let me pivot right quick. Something just occurs to me earlier on my show uh, today. uh, We had a guest, Dr. Ron Daniels, and we were talking about the upcoming State of the Black World Conference that convenes April 19 through 23 in Baltimore. It's the fifth uh, 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 gathering of this uh, world renowned um, uh, body. Uh, of individuals who will gather in Baltimore to talk again about the state of the black world. Dr. Ron Daniels heard a promo while he was on hold uh, about the motivator Les Brown on KBLA Talk 1580. And we came back on the air. He said, Ooh, I'm so excited. You have Les Brown on KBLA Talk 1580. I grew up in Youngstown, Ohio. And I remember when Les Brown came to Ohio by way of Florida. And he just went in and did a nice little tribute to you earlier on today's program. He remembers your radio days, Les Brown. And, oh, uh, yes, I know Rod, yes. <laughs> so I said, I, I was I laughing. Was, I was Les Brown, the man of our town. Yeah. Yes. I, I, was, I, I was laughing. I said, Well, Les has told us how great he was, but it's nice to hear from somebody else that he really was that good. So that's what Ron Daniels uh, confirmed <laughs> earlier today, that, that you were that good on the radio back uh, in your days of living in Ohio and, of course, coming going on to become an Ohio State legislator. Uh, let me get back to this theme, though, today, how to rise from the bottom. You said a moment ago that all of us can rise from the bottom. Do you really believe that, that every single one of us has the capacity to rise from the bottom? Absolutely. There's something that Chris said and, and, and that, that proves it, and this is what we must do. He said, the future was uncertain. Absolutely. And there were many hurdles, twists and turns to come. But as long as I kept moving one foot in front of the other, the voices of fear, shame, the messages from those who wanted me to believe that I wasn't good enough would eventually be stilled. Come on, somebody. Mm. <laughs> there, 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 there are two words. Yes. There are two words in what um, uh, Chris said that you just quoted that I want to get your take on. Um, since Chris ain't here, but the motivator, Les Brown, is those two words are fear and shame. And you know something about both because you've had to navigate uh, quite the journey in your seventy-eight years of living. Let's take them one at a time. Let's start with fear. So many people who are at the bottom and have dreams of rising to the top, end up being frozen by fear. Talk to me about being frozen by fear. Zig Ziglar says fear is false evidence appearing real. I believe that we should step into faith, faith, finding answers in the hard. Our minds are regulated by fear, but our hearts, That's where our treasure is. When you have a hard-driven life, you're able to go through things and handle things and understand what Paul meant. In all things, give thanks that you will be able to come out on the other side, that where you are right now is not where you're setting up camp. You're just breaking through and growing through so that you can reach the next greatest version of yourself. Mm. And and next, this notion of shame. so many people. Uh, and if we're being honest, most of us have some things in our lives that we have engaged in or had to endure, uh, had to navigate through that caused us some level of shame. I know I got my hand raised right now. Every one of us experiences something 
um, that that brings about a level of shame. Sometimes it's more private. Sometimes it can be more public. Uh, in my case, it was it was public. But there are things that uh, that uh, we have to endure in our lives that bring us a certain level of shame. And to Chris's point, and I know you'll expound on this now when I shut up, um, we cannot allow those things that we've had to endure that cause us to feel some level of shame to stop us less from rising from the bottom to the top. Take it away. I remember I was going through a period of shame. I was married to someone that I loved very much. I was going around the world telling people, you have something special. You've got greatness in you. Talking to people about how to become successful. And I went through a divorce. And I was shamed. I did not speak for a period of time because I was ashamed. How can you tell people about how to live their dreams and you couldn't make your marriage work? And this is the third time. Three strikes you out, brother. Mm -hmm. And one night around 2.30, I was listening to Howard Thurman. He said, if you've ever done anything in the past and you felt sorry and shameful about, and if you would not do that same thing today, he said, you are criticizing and making feel guilty an innocent man, because the person you were then, you're not that person now. Let go or be dragged. Mm. Why is the letting go for some people so difficult, Les? Because what it will do for some people, it gives them some feeling of, I deserve to be treated like this. Mm. I deserve to be punished. And and all of us have to, at some point in awareness, come to the place to know you can't unscramble those eggs. You got to keep one foot moving in front of the other. Put as much distance between you and the person who made those choices so that the good that you do is so powerful and so impactful, it would overshadow that and the world will never remember what others once talked about you in a negative way. Mm. What have you learned about paying it forward? And I asked that question because it's something, again, I've wrestled with in my own life, my own work and witness. When you have those moments where you feel a particular way, uh, either you're frozen by fear or you feel shameful about uh, X, Y, or Z, um, and you're able to sort of, you know, get past that moment, um, you, you wonder how you can ever make up for it. You wrestle with this notion, how do I make up for that mistake? How do I make up for X, Y, or Z? Uh, and eventually, uh, if you're fortunate, you come to a point of realizing that, to your point, you can't unscramble those eggs. All you can do is pay it forward. So talk to me about the notion of paying it forward. When you think about the fact that we're here because somebody paid a price, we are the dis- descendants of the people who would not die, mm. who would not bite their wrist and bleed to death, mm. who decided to stay alive, even though they had sharks following the ships that were bringing us here, who could have committed suicide as many did, who could have said, God, take me away from here and jump off the ship if they had a chance. Mm. But there were those who in of that, decided, 
I'm going to stand up inside myself. I'm going to handle this with grace and joy. And joy allows you, even in tragic, catastrophic situations, to be able to connect with the presence and love of God in the darkness and able to see the light and will deliver you to the other side. Mm. And the notion of paying it forward with your with your with your words and your deeds. Oh yes, because the pain will strengthen you, and it opens spaces for joy and a heart of contribution where you feel I owe you. You feel I got to do something to make sure that my life matters because I'm here because of the sacrifices that have been made. There is a a sense of oughtness that you have got to do something because there's a debt to be paid because somebody paid a price for you and now it's your time to pay up. You heard Les Brown say earlier in this hour that lions don't have to roar, that lions do not have to roar. Today's lesson is how to rise from the bottom to the top. When we come forward, we'll come back to that quote that lions don't have to roar and talk about the issue of staying humble, the issue of humility, even as you rise from the bottom to the top. You're listening to the motivator, Les Brown, in his program, You've Got to Be Hungry, you got to stay hungry, uh, on KBLA Talk 15. This is KBLA Talk 1580, where hate loses and love wins. You're listening to You've Got to Be Hungry with the world-renowned motivator, Les Brown, who continues his month-long radio residency on KBLA Talk 1580 exclusively. And we've been so thrilled to have had him for this entire month. Um, tomorrow is the best of uh, his uh, his conversations. Uh, and so that means on Monday and Tuesday, the last two days, uh, the 27th and 28th of February, will be the last two days of Les's month-long radio residency during Black History Month. Uh, of course, he refers to it as a month to celebrate our greatness. But we've been, again, just delighted to have had his voice on this station Every day, uh, weekdays during this month of February. So thank you, thank you, thank you, Les, for doing this for us. Uh, to the to the to the point you made earlier, and you said earlier, and you're right. I love quotes. You love quotes. I just I love them, and they mean so much to me. And I try to in, in, imbibe them and try to live my life by them. Uh, but the one you said earlier hit me when you said lions don't have to roar. Lions don't have to roar. That, that uh, to me, raised a number of things in my mind, not the least of which is this notion of being humble. Uh, one of my friends uh, had a, a plaque on his desk. He passed away uh, some time ago. But uh, when you walked in his desk, and this is a, in his office, rather, and this is a federal judge, uh, federal judge Damon J. Keith, one of the most regarded and respected federal judges, as you probably know, in Detroit, uh, who passed away uh, a little while ago. But uh, as an African-American, he rose to become this great jurist. On the federal bench, he's the one who ruled in the case of Watergate uh, when uh, Richard Nixon and his administration got caught up in Watergate. He is the the one who ruled in that case. They moved the case outside of Washington um, to Detroit, uh, a different circuit, and Judge Keith got that case. And he wrote these famous words that people still quote to this day uh, in that Watergate case. He said simply but poignantly, democracies die behind closed doors that was written in his ruling mm. democracies die 
behind closed doors. When you walked into his office, as I did many times, I would never go to Detroit without stopping by to visit him. On his desk sat a placard, Les, that said, um, uh, before honor comes humility. Before honor comes humility. And so you're right that lions don't have to roar for the obvious reason. But talk to me about this notion of staying humble as you climb, as you rise from the bottom to the top. A young man was walking one day just taking a stroll and thinking about a goal and a dream he had of what he wanted to do with his life. And he passed by this area where a white lady was seated on a porch and she said, hey boy, come here. And he came over to her and he said, yes, ma'am. She said, I got some wood in the back. Would you go back there and cut it for me? He said, it'd be my pleasure, ma'am. Now this guy was in a suit. Mm -hmm. He took his coat off and rolled his sleeve up and he cut the wood for about two or three hours. And he said, okay, I did it. And she asked, how much did you charge? Do you charge for this? He said, oh, nothing. And he walked off. He said, are you sure? He said, no, not at all. It was my pleasure to serve you. And her maid came to the window when she came in the house and said, did you see what he did? She said, yes, I did. And she asked her boss, this white lady, do you know who he is? And she said, no. She said, that's the great Negro educator, Booker T. Washington. She said, no. She said, yes. She said, send for him. I want to have tea with him. And because of that act of humility, that lady donated and raised millions of dollars for Tuskegee College. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. Lord. <laughs> Come on, somebody. <laughs> <laughs> don't come for me. I didn't order an Uber, so don't come for me. <laughs> I, I did not know that story about Booker T. Washington, Les. Yes. Hmm. He took his coat off and chopped that wood. He was sweating when he got through. And he said, I charge you nothing. Walked away. And that lady was so moved about his humility and service. Something else he said that I love. He said, judge a man not by what he accomplished, but what he had to go through for his accomplishment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that resonates. And here's one I want you to say from Warren Buffett. Mm -hmm. Warren Buffett, I love this one. He said, habits are easy to make, but hard to break. Mm. Yeah. Um, let me let me come to that. Let me come to that last one from Warren Buffett. Um, what say you about the habits that one must establish, the habits that one must establish if they are intent, if they intend uh, to rise from the bottom to the top? Les? Number one, your circumstances don't determine the conclusion of your life. Mm. You have the power to take your life in another direction. Number two, look at where you want to go and take the time to ask yourself the question and get some caring feedback 
on who you need to become in order for you to accomplish that. Because in order to accomplish and do something you've never done, you've got to become someone that you've never been. Three, surround yourself with caring, loving relationships that inspire you, that you can learn from, that will lift you up when you are down, that will challenge you, that will hold you accountable and push you when you want to flake out on yourself. If you do those three things, your future is bright. Mm. Um, It seems to me that every one of us, and this question might seem strange, but if anybody can handle it, I know the motivator Les Brown can. Um, Every one of us uh, knows what the bottom feels like. I mean, we're talking today about rising from the bottom to the top. So we all know what the bottom feels like, but what exactly is the top? And I, I ask that because it seems to me, Les, that success is what each of us determines it to be. So we want to rise from the bottom, but what really is the top these days? What does that mean? That's Mm self-definitional. It might be, for me, getting down to 177 pounds (laughs) and having a 34 waistline. (laughs) (laughs) Let me tell you something. At 78 and feeling great, my goal is to make 78 look sexy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) I want people to, I don't want people saying, I I got a face of radio. (laughs) I I want them when they see me say, honey, I didn't know you had it like that. (laughs) Yes, it's self-definitional. It's, it's, what it means to you. It's different for most people. Mm-hmm. Um, would you say that in your profession, given your life's goals and your journey uh, of rising from the bottom to the top, that you have reached the top, the pinnacle? No, absolutely not. Abs- now, that's what keeps me up at night. Mm-hmm. Just imagine, do you realize how I went in on you last week? Mm-hmm. I mean, how I was talking about what we have to do and what the possibilities are and how important that this is a Rosa Parks moment. Mm. This is an intervention, what KBLA is doing right now, helping us to begin to expand our vision of ourselves, motivating and encouraging people to download this free app and tell people and spread the word that this is the answer, that in order for us to get to where we want to go, we have to begin to educate ourselves. We've got to listen to the voices of those who have done it and find out what they were doing and realize that they are not an exception. They're an example of what's possible for all of us. We've got to take our our destiny and our own hands that Superman is not coming mm. and we've got to show up for ourselves. That's what KBLA is about. Remember how I went in on you about that? Mm-hmm. And I you did. didn't pay me to do that? No, but that's how, if you're going to do something, go all in. All you can do is all you can do, but make sure you do all you can do. Today's lesson is how to rise from the bottom to the top. You're listening to You've Got to Be Hungry with the world-renowned motivator, Les Brown. And while today's uh, lesson is rich, I'm still marinating on yesterday's lesson. And that one line (laughs) that jumped at me yesterday, I said it then. I'm still dealing with it today. And that is Les's uh, assertion yesterday that average is over. Average is over. You're listening to the motivator, Les Brown, on KBLA Talk 1580. Les Brown, as you are as you are fighting and struggling uh, and advancing in your journey to rise from the bottom to the top, how do you get others to believe in your dream, to believe in your vision, and to support you in that effort? 
Say it again. I, I couldn't hear your voice went out. No, as you as you are in as you as you're journeying uh, from uh, the bottom to the top, uh, how do you get others to uh, believe in your dream, to see your vision, and to support you in it? It's an interesting thing. You don't get them to buy into it. Mm. People will buy never into your dream. They will buy into your conviction about your dream. Mm. You can't sell them on it because even if you make a presentation, they're looking at you. You're the presenter and they're looking at the messenger and the message that you're presenting. And they're asking this question to themselves. Does he believe this? And if they feel that you believe it, then you're going to increase the number of people who will line up behind you and follow you and help you and invest in your dream and help you to accomplish the things that you want to accomplish. I've done that in presentations so many times. And, and a, one guy I never forget, his name was, he was out of Columbus, Ohio. We, I mean, Detroit, Michigan, we called him Bud. He was an orthodontist. Mm -hmm. And he heard me speak at a multi-level marketing event, Dick Gregory, Bahamian Diet. <laughs> <laughs> Dick Gregory. Yeah. Now, mind you, I had came to Detroit, and it was at the Northwest Activity Center on a Greyhound bus. Mm. And after my presentation, he asked me to go home with him and his fiance Doris. He said he wanted to talk to me. And I said, okay. He said... I, I said, you want me to come tomorrow morning? He said, where are you staying tonight? I said, at the Y. He said, well, come. You can, you can spend the night with us in Southfield. I said, okay. At around 4.30, he came in the room and he woke me up. He said, I got to talk to you. And I said, what about? He said, do you have a business plan? I said, no. He said, you mentioned in that presentation that you're going to become a nationally known motivational speaker. He said, have you any college? I said, no. He said, how do you know you can do it? I said, this is my destiny. He said, wow. He left the room, came back around 20 minutes later and gave me an envelope. He said, here's $95,000. I said, well, what? He said, I want to help you. And I said, what do you want me to sign? Nothing. He said, but I believe you. He said, you have a gift. He said, my mother died six months ago. And you made me laugh. He said, I have not laughed since my mother died. And when you laugh every time in your presentation, I laughed and you brought joy back to my heart as you talked about your mother and said that she's always with you. And now I know that my mother's with me. Thank you for helping me heal that grieving heart that I had. $95,000. With that $95,000, I earned my first million in three years. I went back to Detroit. I gave him his $95,000 back, 
and I gave him a bonus of $40,000. I said, here's $40,000 extra because you invested in me. You believed in me, man. And he said, no, I don't want that. I don't want the 40000 But I knew you would come back. He said, I've signed contracts with people and they never paid me back. But I knew you would come back. I believed in you. I'm so happy for you, man. Keep going. You listen to The Motivator, Les Brown, exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. A few minutes left in uh, this master class being taught by the world-renowned motivator, Les Brown, who continues his month-long radio residency exclusively on this station. You've got to be hungry with Les Brown. Les, I think I want to close on this note, I think, uh, today. And that is this 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 question that uh, that many wrestle with of how to convince themselves. You were talking earlier, and I love the point you made, that people don't people don't necessarily buy into your dream, but they will buy into your conviction about your dream. And you told that story beautifully of the brother who endowed you with $95,000 because he believed in your conviction about your destiny and your dream to become a world-renowned motivational speaker. Um, but I have had this, um, this uh, I've had to navigate this myself in my own life and career, and I'm sure you have as well. And that is the difficulty sometimes of convincing yourself to step out on faith, convincing yourself that this is the right thing to do, convincing yourself that now is the right time to do this. Talk to me as we close today's lesson, how to rise from the bottom to the top about what it takes and how one addresses uh, the quandary at times of convincing yourself. You have to do it over and over and over again. Faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing. Every morning when I get up, every day, every hour of the day, I'm getting better and better. I thank God I'm healed of cancer. I'm getting better and better. I'm getting stronger every day. I say that to myself every day. It's been 32 years. 32 years. But I'm still here, Tavis. Mm. I'm still here. Hasn't happened yet. What do you do when your prayers aren't answered? Keep moving. Keep working. Keep doing that which you are supposed to do. All of us are going to leave here at some point in time. Take care of yourself. Don't dig an early grave with your teeth. Nothing tastes as good as health feels. Live a life of purpose. Live full. Die empty. Rob the cemetery of your gifts and your genius and your dreams. You're here for a purpose. You were chosen to be here, and you've been preserved for this moment in time. It's your time. Snatch victory from the jaws of defeat. You've been listening to the world-renowned motivator, Les Brown, uh, and his master class, You've Got to Be Hungry, uh, exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. Today's lesson has been entitled How to Rise from the Bottom to the Top um, because today is Thursday. Tomorrow you'll get treated to the best of uh, Les's master class. But then on Monday and Tuesday of next week, the last two classes, I don't know where Les is going to go. I have no idea where he's headed, but Monday and Tuesday will be his last two days of teaching this master class on this station uh, the 28th is next Tuesday, last day of Black History Month, or as Les likes to say, the month we celebrate our greatness. So we are deeply indebted and deeply grateful for all these days this month. Uh, but again, don't miss Monday 
and Tuesday, the last two days of this master class in this radio residency. If you missed any of these conversations, first of all, if you missed any of today's conversation, check it out tonight at 6 p.m. Uh, Pacific time on your way home from work. Uh, and if you missed anything this month, go to our platforms and uh, you can uh, access all the podcasts of these conversations that Les uh, has been treating us to uh, all month long. That is today's program. Thanks again for listening to Les Brown. You've got to be hungry with Les Brown only on KBLA Talk 1580.